Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to episode 56 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today I'm going to talk about seven myths about running over the age of 40. These myths aren't actually that specific to running like in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond. Uh, They're more related to running in general, but I will do my best to make sure I add a twist in there for those of us like me who are in you know, in that upper 40s, uh, over 40 range. So with that, uh, the myths. So my first myth is that runners love running. And uh, just like many runners, I've got the t-shirts. I probably at one point had like a bumper sticker that said I love running. I've got the Christmas ornaments. Uh, you know, all the things that, you know, I love running. Uh, and I think that that's the first myth I want to dispel because... If you're not a runner yet, or you are starting to run, or you're running, but you just don't feel like you love it, so you don't call yourself a runner, I I feel like it's really important to draw attention to, like, runners don't love, like, the aspect of running um, on a daily basis. It's not like we're out there, like, every mile going, like, this is so much joy and fun. You know, I'm all about gratitude and being positive, but a lot of times... Frankly, it's a lot more fun to stay in bed in the dark and the warm, you know, in the warmth than it is to get up and get out there, you know, put your shoes on in the cold weather and whatnot. So in general, runners love like the camaraderie of running. Uh, Runners love the end of the run. Runners love racing and like finishing the race, like the end of the race and the feeling of accomplishment. No one's actually jumping up and down about putting in the work on a daily basis. So I think realizing that can make you feel really normal and that you can do it and that you don't have, you're not abnormal because you don't just love it. And, you know, runners generally are very habitual and become habitual like they might not be you know I I said runners are habitual they become habitual and they people become the type of person who loves the idea of running and the way that it makes their body feel so we we don't love all of it (laughs) we just do it because ideally you know we love the way that uh, it has an impact physically and mentally on us we love the way that it feels and you know I think the other thing is we love the fact that we can do hard things like no one is gonna say that after you've gone up this huge hill climb like no one's gonna be like I love climbing hills but like who doesn't stand at the top of the hill look down and think wow I did that and I'm so proud of myself that is what we love so uh, just remember that like runners don't love running so if you don't feel like you love the sport like the day in and day out you're completely completely normal. 
Uh, number two is that some people are just built for running. And, you know, maybe it's true, you know, genetically, some people are more predisposed for long distance running versus short distance running as far as speed goes. But, you know, since we're an over 40 crowd on this podcast, at this point, there really is no difference between uh, 10 people all lined up as far as their aptitude and build for running. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to act a certain way. Uh, you you, know, you do have to act a certain way because you got to get out there and do it. That's the difference. People aren't built for it. They just decide that one day that they're going to make a change and they decide that they're going to do it. There is no runner's body, especially after the age of 40. I used to hate that. Uh, you know, I was a more muscular runner and people would be like, oh, you don't really look like a runner. You look like a triathlon. Like, what does that even mean? That's just a weird thing to say. But anywho, like, especially after, you know, 40s and beyond, any body style, any body type, any, uh, you know, as long as you do it within health purposes, talk to your doctor first if you're trying to lose weight or there's an issue like that. But otherwise, no matter how your build is, no matter what sports you did before, anybody can take to running, uh, especially by starting a walk-run program. I think that's a great way to start. So the myth busted is that some people are just built for running. Uh, number three is definitely one of my favorites, and that is running after the age of 40 means an increase in injuries. So uh, I think that is a myth for a couple of reasons. Number one is that the more miles you put in and the more you know predisposed you're going to be for injuries. And I definitely think that is not true. Running is not bad for your knees and it's not bad for your body. It's a natural thing that we are meant to do and we should do. Uh, so I actually used to think that, you know, like being older meant that you're just more injury prone, but it's not true. Like you just need to do more strength training, a different type of active flexibility that is right for you. And you'll actually uh, find that you can be just as healthy as you were previously as an exerciser. It might mean running a little different. It might mean changing your percentage of running versus strength training. But running over the age of 40 does not have to mean an increase in injuries or hobbling around or being in pain all the time. And if that's the case, then I would advise definitely getting your vitamin D checked and getting, you know, getting in with a physical therapist that understands running and movement and looks over your body and your gait patterns uh, and just overall posture and uh, figure out what's going on because you shouldn't be in pain all the time. Uh, Number five is that if you feel like taking a rest day, you should take it. This one's a little controversial because there is a point where if you feel like taking a rest day, it probably is true and not just a myth. But I guess the myth part of it is if you feel like, you know, if you don't run every time you don't feel like it, you're essentially never going to run or very few days, maybe like run on those perfect 70 degree fall days where it's like those trees are beautiful. But I mean, otherwise you got to get in the habit of exercising when you don't feel like it. I mean, there's a difference, you know, I think if you are really burnt out, your body's super tired, uh, you need some rest like do some it's you still could take a walk you could do some active flex um you you might need to take a nap instead of your run you know that's true so I guess this myth kind of goes back and forth but 
overall, I think when we do take rest days, when we spend our days laying around watching Netflix, we usually feel worse and not better. You know, I would tend to like, if I was going to take a rest day, like I would totally rest and eat crappy and like, I'm just going to, if I'm not going to work out to them, just live it up and like really sleep and act like a slug. And that, it doesn't usually serve you well at all. You wake up the next day feeling worse and not rested. So active rest is, you know, what is definitely recommended if you listen to the experts. You know, again, maybe it's really, really slow run where you're making sure you're almost like painfully slow or a bike ride or some kind of, you know, elliptical, some kind of cross training if you're feeling super sore. Uh, just, you know, maybe a hike, but laying around usually makes you feel like laying around more. So, um, I think that was the purpose of that myth is just overall, if you feel like you need a rest day, it does not mean that you need a rest day. Really assess it. Look back on your calendar from the month. Like, were, you know, did you have too many miles? Did you have too many things scheduled? Were you stressed and that, you know, led to you feeling really burnt out? Uh, because, you know, it's probably better to be proactive and figure out how you can make that not happen just so you don't hit that phase where you're just so exhausted. And sometimes in our lives, I mean, I definitely like when I'm traveling or a lot of kids activities, there is a point where you're just exhausted. And you. Know, but usually I feel best. So maybe you will, too, if I still get a workout in. And then, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a day where I watch Netflix or um, read some books or whatnot. But moving my body at some point is usually a good thing. Uh, the next one is goes along with like running over age 40 and means increases injuries. And this one is that injuries mean that you have to stop running. And I think most of you probably have, if, if you are an active exerciser, you probably had a running injury. And you go to the doctor and the first thing they say is like, take some rest. So I don't have like a major issue with that, only that the majority of the running injuries, if you rest it and you go back and you do the same thing over again, then the injury is just going to come back. So when I say that, you know, injuries mean stop running, sometimes it does. Like if it's a stress fracture or something where like the pounding just, you know, you got to change it. But even that kind of thing, you got to figure out what caused it in the first place. So find someone either in person or online who can, again, a gait analysis, this is great. I think uh, the wealth of information on Instagram continues to flow me. Like, uh, you know, the prehab guys is something that I was recommended. She was a physical therapist by, er, named Cassie. She came on the show and recommended prehab guys on Instagram. Uh, there's a lot of posture things on Instagram too and uh, different uh, different not channels what do you call them um, Instagram accounts uh, that show posture and not even just for runners but show some really good exercises that you can do because if you sit like me and then you try to go run you've got a lot of tightness in your hip and your back and uh, your neck that can lead to poor form and then injuries 
So I'm touting Instagram here just because it's free, it's easily accessible. And once you start doing some of those quick and easy posture exercises or uh, prehab guys, you can actually look like if you're having hip pain, back pain, knee pain, whatever it might be, they've got some quick fixes and a couple exercises that you can do that I that I found super helpful. Uh, usually with respect to like injuries in general, you know, it's gonna be something related to your back, your hips, Some something is out of whack that's causing the injury downstream. So, you know, just because you have a foot injury, it's probably something with your calf or your hip. So really trying to figure out where the tightness exists versus just stopping running is smartest. Uh, and again, Instagram with like the hips is another one that they've got some great things on there. I don't do yoga, uh, but I wish I did. It's one of those things that I think would really help me. Uh, and maybe someone can send me a motivational message and get me to finally do yoga. Like if you sent me a really good uh, yoga for runners or something, I would try it. So I'll leave that for you guys if you send me something, but make sure it's like not overly challenging and I, I'm not very flexible, but I'm getting really off, um, off subject. But I think doing yoga, doing strength training, doing stretching, all helps. But uh, I don't, the last thing you want to do is just if you have an injury, in a, you know, unless it's like a cue, like you rolled your ankle or something, but you know, don't just stop running and then think you're going to take the time off, go back and run. And it's not going to come back in that same exact place because, uh, it will, if you're, if you keep that same type of training regimen and you know, if your hips are out of balance or whatever, it's just going to come back. So I really, really, really want to hit this one home. Injuries don't injuries. The myth is that injuries mean taking a break from running and it doesn't always mean that that's the case. Uh, the next one, number six, is running means that you can eat whatever you want. Uh, especially if you're, you know, my age, like running after the age of 40, it absolutely doesn't mean that you can eat whatever you want. Um, you know, the, the current diet that most, that most people eat is you know, you're putting things in, you're putting like toxins in your body. So everything that you're doing for fitness and producing antioxidants can only do so much. So I would shoot for, you know, if you're at a, let's say right now you're at a 20% healthy diet, like try to bump it up to 30%. If you're at 50%, try to bump it up to 60%. And if you're at 70%, try to bump it up to 80%. I'm not going to tell anyone to try to go above that because you know no one's perfect. But if you're going to put all this energy and work in your exercise regimen, you need to change your diet too. And uh, just saying like I went for a run, you know, an hour run doesn't mean you can go back and just eat or drink, you know, crap because it's not you're not gonna have the full benefits of running if you do that so uh, number seven I'm just gonna throw this one in because I'm recording this in the winter it's super cold uh, and the this myth is that it's too cold to run uh, and I'm going to give a shout out. I don't want to say her name because I didn't ask for permission, but a friend that's been on this show is doing this marathon challenge where she's running a bunch of marathons around the world. And she literally just posted about finishing one in Antarctica today. So she seriously, she ran a marathon in Antarctica and layered up, did it. So uh, I'm not going to whine anymore about the cold here, uh, but it's never too cold to run. You can come 
cover your face, you can cover your eyes, you can layer up and you can do it. And actually the colon is really good. I did a separate podcast on this. So again, I keep getting distracted today, but uh, the cold can be really good for uh, your overall health. If you've seen, you know, some of the enthusiasts do like cold baths and stuff. Hey, you can go get your, you know, chill in while you're running and get your fitness in at the same time. So again, the overall myths, number one, runners love running. Not always true. And if you think that, then you probably never really become a runner because it's just, you know, we don't always love it. So we love the the way that it makes us feel. Number two, some people are just built for running. Definitely not true. You are built for running. You are, you, if you want to be, you can be a runner. If you're already like, don't say you're a jogger. If you're out there exercising, you know, putting in some walk run, you are a runner. Number three, running after the age of 40 means an increase in injuries. That doesn't have to be the case. It might take a little bit of more thoughtful, intentional work, but you can stay healthy. Uh, Number four, if you feel like you need to take a rest day, you should take it. I'm not saying that you never should take rest days. Definitely, you're not going to hear me say that, but really think to yourself, do I, you know, why am I feeling this way? And is rest really what I need? And is that going to make me feel better physically and mentally? Uh, The next one is that injuries mean stop running. So I don't agree with that. Injuries don't always mean stop running. You need to figure out what the root cause of it is. You know, see an expert or spend some time looking at uh, some things on, I'm going to recommend Instagram again, on your posture and your hips and overall mobility. Uh, The next one, running means you can eat whatever you want. So again, shoot for that balance. Try to increase it by 10%, whatever you're doing now as far as healthy eating and uh or you could also look at it like the opposite instead of like trying to boost your healthy by 10 percent, you could subtract out like and say i'm going to eat 10 percent less junk uh so cut out you know um each day if you look at what you eat you know maybe you eat potato chips cookies and a dessert you know like try to cut out 10 percent of your junk Uh, And then my final one, again, I'm going to just defer to my friend that completed the marathon in Antarctica. It's never too cold to run. So with that, those are the myths that I want to dispel of dispel about running after the age of 40. Thank you as always for listening and feel free to send me in those uh, yoga ideas because I will take them. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.